Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girlie by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. With our advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. We talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. Welcome to episode 150 of the Bedhoppers podcast. My name is Mr. H. I'm Mrs. H. Thank you for joining us today. We've got a few things to talk about. We do. We've got the red, the hot party. There was a lot of red. There was a lot of red. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of red. We want to talk a little bit about the party itself. Yes. And talk about how it went, all this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. what happened in the lead up to the party. But okay. don't worry, we're not going to bore all those people who didn't go to the party and don't give a shit about it. All right. We're going to do a bit of that. Yeah. But we're also going to talk about some of our favourite episodes and some of our listeners' favourite episodes because it's episode 150, which is an amazing achievement, if I do say so myself, and I do. Are you totes emosh? I am totes emosh balls. <laughs> I've gone full emosh balls now. I think, I mean, it is quite interesting that we've been doing this for so long and we've continued to churn out episodes of low quality all the time. And we're still together. I know. We haven't killed each other yet, which is the most important thing. So let's go straight into it, right? Oh, well, let's not go straight in. Not going to lube you up tonight. We're going like, to go straight take in. Take me out for dinner or anything. <laughs> nope. I'm not even going to phone your mum to ask if I can pick wow. you up. Wow. I mean, I've got a glass of wine, so that's as much foreplay as I'm going to get. That's as much lubrication as you need, dear. Excellent. Perfect. So we're going to talk about the Red Heart Party. And if you didn't know, if you've been living under a log, under a rock or a bridge, mostly under stuff, really, under a duvet, perhaps, or not even listening to the show. Why are we under point, something? I don't know. It feels like the right thing to say. But the Red Heart Party was our... Uh, event that we ran with the lovely Kate and Daryl from the mm-hmm. Wonderless Swingers at Penthouse Playrooms. Yes. And we took it over, took the whole club over, mm-hmm. and we ran an absolute kick-ass party there. We absolutely did. So, build up to this, right? Yeah. Because it's been it feels like it's been coming for ages. We've been talking about it for ages. I know, we've been talking about it, we've been selling tickets. We sold out, which was amazing. Yes. Really interestingly, we had an absolute spate of people getting in touch at the last minute trying to buy tickets. Oh my goodness, it was ridiculous. I'm sorry, but you've got to buy them when they're for sale, right? Or you know, maybe read about it whilst they're on sale, yeah. <laughs> then you won't miss out. Exactly. You need to look out for these things because we gave plenty of, plenty of notice. Mm-hmm. There was months of time and some people were like, oh, I left it last minute. I didn't think you'd sell out. Well, fuck you. 
Brilliant. Fuck you. You should have bought them when you had the chance. The guests that were there were amazing and you missed out on that. I mean, it bodes well for the next event, right? Well, hopefully all so. All these people who want to come last minute. There's always a next event. Oh, yes. Always <laughs> a bigger fish. Always a bigger fish. But we're not going to talk about that just yet. Mm-hmm. So in the build up to it, we were due to have a visitor come to stay with us for a couple of days before the event, right? Yep. That visitor was the delightful Kate from Wonderlust. <laughs> yes. And the plan was is that she was going to come down on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We were going to get all the boxes and all the packing ready because we had to pack all the bags and all this kind of stuff and set sail on Friday afternoon once you'd finished work. Cool. We were then going to collect Daryl or yeah. meet Daryl there mm-hmm. when we got there and just chill out, right? Yeah. That was the plan. However, due to a series of unforeseen circumstances. Wine. Wine, mostly wine. Well, she <laughs> actually, or Kate actually turned up on the Wednesday. Yeah, We knew about it in advance, obviously. Oh, it didn't wasn't just turn complete, up. Yeah. yeah. But it was a, a, a very nice surprise. And we got to hang around with Kate for a couple of days, which was really, really lovely. Yeah, wine. Well, well mm-hmm. to wine. be fair, it was really nice because, I mean, you were at work for most of the day. Yeah. Not nice for you. But yeah. I was at home working while she was working on a laptop in the other end of the front room. Yeah. Or the living room or whatever you want to call it. So it was quite funny. She got to hear some of my work calls. Mm-hmm. She got to hear about Kevin and his microphone that didn't work. Oh, poor Kevin. Kev. Sort your fucking mic out, you <laughs> din low. All that sort of stuff. That was cool. But I think what was really nice was that we were able to do the sort of prep work on the Wednesday night instead of Thursday. Yeah, a little bit of extra planning time. Yeah, so we did a Costco trip. I loved it. And then we spent two or three hours just packing all of the bags, all of the giveaway bags that we had for people that were turning up to the Red Hot Party. Not for four people. Not for four people. That would be very quick. It was like a hundred of these fucking things, <laughs> these bags. We had a little sort of sort of gang running in the front room, yeah. which is mostly us three, really. Only just us three. Lovingly hand-tied by me. Yep. With, I hand-tied every single one of those fucking bags. And I stuck the stickers <laughs> on them and Kate, Bold, like all yeah, put stuff all in good. there. It was a proper little process, proper little factory going yeah. on. Some people got some mystery gifts in there. Yeah. That's all we're saying. We're not going to say what they are. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a mystery gift, reach out to us and we'll laugh about it. It's quite funny. But you may have got a random object that was in our living room. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like a used coaster. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said coaster. Yes. Yes. I, I realised. Could have been a yeah, lot, lot Could have been a lot worse. So on the Thursday night... We decided to go out and take Kate out for a nice meal and a bit of relaxing before we headed to the party the next day. Well, not the party the next day, but headed to the venue and and the hotel. And once again, wine. A lot of wine was consumed. (laughs) We ended up having this delightful Italian meal. Yeah, it was lovely. um, With many bottles of wine, with some affogato, which is great, which is one of my favourite desserts, with some... Dessert wine. Uh, Yeah, we went to dessert. We had a bottle of dessert wine. Lots of (laughs) wine. And then we came home. And then, you know, it was sort of 12 o'clock, thereabouts, and you had to get up the next day at six, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, you know, you said, I just want one more drink and then I'll go to bed. And um, yeah. And then you did another drink and then you'll go to bed. And then we all disappeared down a YouTube music rabbit hole that ended us going to bed at about 3, 3.30 uh, in the that morning. That was glorious. I love a YouTube rabbit hole. Um, nothing gets me more I don't know chilled out party fun than just like going down this rabbit warren of of YouTube paraphernalia it was really fun what was really nice is that were lots of the videos that we know that we've seen and shown friends previously Kate hadn't seen so there's this really nice exchange of cultural YouTube (laughs) tippings which is kind of fun however that did mean that the journey that afternoon was quite difficult uh yeah 
I needed a bit of sleep. You needed to catch up on sleep in the back of the car. Uh, Kate needed not to be sick in my car. Oh my God. And I needed to not kill us on the journey to Dunstable and Luton, which is where Penthouse Playrooms is. The other thing that we did, as soon as we got there, we literally jumped in and had a shower Mm -hmm. and then we're immediately out to the club so that we could film a YouTube walk around. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) The maniacs. And because there was a sort of knock on effect because we were late leaving, then there was traffic and then you took a long time getting ready. Huh? Yeah, there was quite a bit of that. Wait a minute. Yes, there was. I got record in record time. You got record in record time. I got record in ready time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was as quick as we might have liked. It's quicker than I normally <laughs> Well, I know that. However, it ended up being that we were at the club a lot later than we anticipated. Fine. So we didn't have very long to film. So we were MacGyvering situations where yeah, we really were. <laughs> microphones were breaking, things weren't sticking up right. This is just the microphone itself, not anything else in <laughs> mind. And we were running around the club just as people started entering. Yeah, so it was we, fine. We got, we sorted we it. We got it done. And you can view this delightful walk around on YouTube. If you yeah. head to the Wonderless Swingers channel, you can see Mrs. H and I wandering around like a pair of maniacs with Kate in tow. Yeah. Or us towing around with Kate, talking about all the different things that you can do in penthouse playrooms. Yeah. Bit of a tour, bit of a review of the club, I suppose. So it's really cool. It's available now and you can watch it now if you want. I mean, I wouldn't stop listening to this to watch it. But no, maybe no, no. once you've listened to this, you know, put down tools and then pick up YouTube and then 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 go from there. It's now, a really lovely club as well. It now, looks fab in the walkthrough. The lights are amazing. It's really, really fun. Yeah. So we came back and the place that we were going to eat had stopped serving food. Unsurprisingly. So we ended up having a cheeky Nando's <laughs> in Luton, seeing the sights. <laughs> Of, of Luton go past the window which was I don't know what we saw but it was like a sitcom it was just next level entertainment for me it, <laughs> I mean if you're going to penthouse playrooms and you're staying in Luton go to Nando's and watch the free entertainment well yes but also take your stab vest with you yeah I mean I, you know there was lots to like about Luton probably but we did not see it that night oh no it no, was definitely not stuff that you'd <laughs> approve of your children seeing through the window of Nando's. I'm amazed Nando's evening. put up with it. <laughs> well, it seemed to generate them some business. So I'm sure they were okay. Then we were really fortunate in that we were able to meet the sex of swingers. Ah, uh, yeah. So Kate, Mrs. H and I mm-hmm. met with them, met with the yeah. G's, mm-hmm. caught up, had a few drinks and eventually left <laughs> by uh. the spoons. Uh, 1 a.m. Another late night. And it was another late night. Why do we night. never learn? I don't know. I, to be fair, 1 a.m. wasn't a particularly late night and we didn't particularly drink a lot because we were just absolutely <laughs> hanging out for us from, from the night before. So they probably didn't see the best of us, but it was nice to see that they were real. It was nice yeah. to meet them and chill and hang with them and talk to them face to face. We've been chatting to them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've got like a little chat group going on and we've had mm. a few Zooms with them. But it was really nice to A, prove that they were in 3D and, and B, just to get to know them a little bit better. I wore her coat because I was freezing. You were. It was really cold. We were seated by the so door. so cold. And it was absolutely freezing. So I think Kate and yourself were just sort of dying yeah. slowly of chillingness. Chillingness. I think that's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely a thing. So went to bed. Yeah. And because <laughs> we were fucking shattered. <laughs> yeah. Had a layer. Had, had a ropey like sleep. <laughs> Bit of a ropey sleep. But it wasn't awful. I think it was quite. It was fine. It was certainly enough to recover us for the day. Oh, yeah. Then we, we kind of caught up with, with Daryl. Finally got to see Daryl, mm-hmm. which was lovely. Yep. And then we went through the mall, which is next to the hotel oh, where yes. we were staying. Yes. And that was quite an experience. And what really made me laugh is that 
at one point we were walking back through the mall and we must have seen 30 or 40 people that were coming to the Red Hot Party as we were going through the place. I was very unamused by this because this was not what I wanted my first introduction to all these people to be. <laughs> Me hanging up my ass like some grotty mall rat. <laughs> well, I think everybody Looking was, really shambolic everybody outside was the entertainer. That, though. Yeah, but... <laughs> I think everyone had either gone out the night before or mm. travelled up and just got there or, you know, was in a fair sort of state of being a civilian yeah, and not I being know, made up. And, I know. But it was really lovely. <laughs> we, but it took us, I shit you not, like 40 minutes to walk 20 metres because we just oh, kept staying. We didn't move at one stopped. point. Yeah, I know. At and one you, point I went to a bathroom, came back and you were still in exactly, you were like outside Cinnabon or something. Yeah, but what I happened, hadn't moved. Was, it was a completely different set of people. That's the, the funny thing. The circle had widened. Yeah, so it just anything. growing and growing and eventually we just all had a party in the middle of the mall. When, and I dragged you all off and said, uh, we need lunch now. Yes, you did. Pronto, let's go. <laughs> so we were able to have a really lovely lunch with Kate and Daryl. Yeah. That was really fun just yeah. to sort of chill out with them before the party. Hmm? Leaving just enough time to get back to the hotel and get ready. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'd had some cocktails, but not too many. Just, just a couple just to keep me going and then yeah we went back and we we spent the next sort of hour and a half two hours getting ready so what was really interesting so we we got ready and Mm -hmm. then we immediately traipsed over to the sort of pre-party venue because what we'd done is we'd arranged a little place where we could all gather and have some drinks and everyone can chill out in a nice social environment before heading to the club and the reason that we did this is because the original hotel that we'd booked for the event Mm. closed down or closed its doors (laughs) to the public (laughs) So in the middle of organising all of this, uh, we all had to shift and, and Kate and Daryl did the, the bulk work on this. So excellent work, guys. Fantastic or folks, should I say. They were able to source a different hotel yeah. and bring everybody over. But that hotel was further away than the original mm. one that we'd picked. As a result, we organised some buses to take people from the pre-party yeah. to the actual venue. Mm-hmm. So everyone trotted down to the pre-party, which was lovely. Was and what, nice. I, what I loved is that everyone was wearing something red because it was the red hot party. So red trousers, red shoes, red skirts, red dresses, <laughs> red scarves. Everyone it had was a sea of red. red. It was amazing. But it was great because you could see where everybody was going. You could see them walking <laughs> past the window and you know you knew that they were guests, which was really yeah. helpful of sorting out just regular people trying to get in. But also it looked fucking impressive. It was so cool. Anyone outside must have been like, wow, is that some kind of like handmaid's tale convention or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening in there? <laughs> and honestly, everyone made such an amazing effort. It was so cool because we stood at the doors and welcomed people in. Yeah. And it does get a little bit, you kind of, you're just trying to get people in, but you're trying to say hello and you're trying to give them your time and you're trying to recognize people that you've perhaps chatted to online. And it's so difficult. And there were a few people that I must have just blanked like, hey, welcome, come in. This is great. And like shake them by the hand and a hug or whatever and then move them along the way. Mm-hmm. And I thought, fuck, they're, they're them. Why mm-hmm. didn't I? Oh, shit. I know. Because you had more guests to create. Yes, but, but it is the curse. It's a fine of, balance. It's a fine I know. balance of that. And I think it's, you know, it's difficult because you want to spend time with everybody, yeah. but you just can't. And that's a theme that always comes up with events, especially if you're hosting, that, you, you know, you try and get yourself as around as much as possible to speak to everybody and give people your time, mm. but you just can't do it. No. And it's really, really tough. So that kind of happened. So we got everybody in and then you, Kate, Secret Stag, Secret Vixen and Max and Mabel. Yep, my little army of helpers. Behind the scenes team of getting yep. people into the club. You all caught a cab mm-hmm. and disappeared, leaving Daryl and I to host, you know, the last sort of 45 minutes yep. to an hour while you were all getting ready to all the boxes, all the stuff in it. 
well, we we were team bus, really. Party and bus. I, party bus. I was bus number one team. And did you Darryl have a stripper? Bus number two. I did not have a stripper. However... No pole? Nothing? No, no. But what we did have at the venue when you went was actually uh, someone doing a fire display came in and nearly oh, yeah. took all of my hair out. Excellent. She, she lit the torch, sort of <laughs> swung it past my head and given the um, no small amount of product on my hair, <laughs> I nearly went up in flames and looked like uh, I was Hades in the Hercules film. I missed um, the fire performer, which I'm quite gutted about because I was downstairs checking people in but um, it, yeah, I, from what I hear, it went down amazingly well. We well. had two, two different ones. Yes. One at the pre-event and then another one at the actual right. venue, which was really cool. So while you guys were, folks, were, were sort of sorting out your shit behind the scenes and mm-hmm. getting it all ready, I then had the task of getting everybody onto the bus. Party bus! Yeah, and <laughs> I, so, so I was sort of look, running to the door every now and then to see if the bus was here. It's like, how are we going to know if the bus is going to be here? And of course, it pulls up straight in front of the street and just hogs the whole thing. Right? <laughs> I'm like, that's the bus then. And with that happening, immediately everyone started filing up and lining up. And I felt a little bit like I was Chris Pratt in Jurassic Park holding a sea of raptors astray with my hand. I was like, wait, I've got to talk to the bus driver. I spoke to the bus driver <laughs> and he opened the doors and everything. And it was cool. And then we started loading people on. And then people were just so keen to get on the bus because I think bus one, I think they called it the locker bus uh, because, because the, if you were on the first yeah. bus, then the chances are that you were going to get a locker. But if mm. you're on the second bus, less you chance may of a lock out. Of you, lockers. you may lock out. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So we literally had it full, mm. and I had to go in and count the numbers to see if there are any spaces, squeeze an yeah. extra couple of people on, get them on the bus, jump on the bus with them, and then head to the venue. Excellent. Now in my head. I was like, it's going to be great. I'm going to do like a little microphone thing. I'm going to keep people entertained. <laughs> did you have a microphone? I, th- there was a microphone, uh, but the fucker did not work. Ah, uh, you had to gutted. use your own exponentially loud voice then. I did, I did. <laughs> and one of the big things that we had to get people to do before they went into the club was have the ID ready. Mm-hmm. And it was so important that people had ID because we need to be able to check the names and yeah. make sure only people that have purchased tickets are getting into the club. Yeah. And we had to get people in quite fast as well because it was really, really cold outside. <laughs> and honestly, the amount of questions that I answered about ID. Oh, I have a picture of it. Is that okay? Uh, oh, we forgot ours. Do we need to go back? And all this stuff. And like people, just bring your ID with you. So I think next time we're going to have to be more harsh about the ID thing. I think we're going to have to be like iron clad ID people. Yeah. Maybe carry a vial of your own blood around your neck or something. Like DNA print. Yeah. You need like one of those eye (laughs) scanner things that you get. We'll just do, um, you know, renal scans. Maybe. Maybe maybe not. Or maybe I need retinal scans. Rectal scans? (laughs) Erectile scans? I don't know about any of those things. However, (laughs) what did happen is that we jumped off the bus, helped Mm -hmm. everyone off and got them in quick smart. Now, you and Kate were on reception taking all the details, right? Yeah. Followed by Team Max and Mabel who were giving out the bags as they came through. Yeah. Followed by the, I, I'm going to say, the best tour guides you could hope for in Penthouse Playrooms. I, I miss them again. I didn't get to go on a tour. So Secret Stag and Secret Vixen yeah. formed two different teams. Yeah. Each each being a team captain. Were they in competition or something? Uh, well, it felt like there was some competition going on. <laughs> and they gave people tours. So as people were coming in, they'd take a tour of like 10 people or so, Aww. 15 people. Did a loop, came back, next lot, in you go. And just kept doing that. And I was able to, because I was on bus one, you know, locker team, locker bus, I was able to see some of their their patter, some of their banter, yeah. some of the great jokes they were telling. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen Secret Stag more at home <laughs> than taking people around on these tours. It's like he was born to do it. If he oh. doesn't get a job on the Jungle Cruise at Disney, 
I'm I'm, I'm going to be gutted because he, he has clearly missed his true calling oh, in life. Oh, he should be a Disney tour guide. He should really be a tour guide. Probably a Disney one. Or oh, a sex club tour guide. tour guide. Maybe. But he was having the best time and people were laughing <laughs> away. And I joined a couple of tours and, and sort of gave him a bit of grief along the way because it wouldn't, you know. Also, he had amazing shoes on. He did have. But some... what made me laugh was his shoes were brand new and he's not used to wearing those kind of shoes. And he was like, but SSH, they're so long and pointy <laughs> I keep like pointing them at people and I keep like like getting people over tips <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a little bit kicky I mean not not on purpose it was just that they were pointier shoes than what he's used to I'm sure I'm, I'm doing a disservice to him he had some great shoe game they were amazing to be fair though I thought they looked great but I also thought you looked great you did yeah I thought you looked great and oh. you had two different two different dresses you I had did. a dress down one and you had a sort of dress um, up a dress up one to, to enter the club and being the sort of more vanilla setting I looked a bit fraggle like a little bit a little bit fraggle which was ironic because that morning you were more fragile <laughs> than fraggle maybe mm. but one thing is for certain that you did look absolutely lovely and everyone as said, did you oh thank you very much everyone said that you looked absolutely fantastic so I just want to take a moment to recognise that before I carry on with this rambling story about I looked so nice that uh, Mr Max and Mabel threw his drink over me oh there we go Mm. He's yeah, uh, clearly he's done something. And let me there. tell you, Wet Velvet is no laughing matter. Is that a song, Wet Velvet? <laughs> Wet <laughs> is it a Velvet. euphemism? <laughs> yes, I did utter the phrase. Now I'm wetter than an otter's pocket. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this event was a little bit different for us, I think. And I think we spent a long time, in fact, pretty much the whole time mm -hmm. in host mode. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We did not stop hosting. I think we stopped to relax a little bit after a few hours. Is that like pop star, don't stop popping? Yeah, pop. don't stop stopping. Stop <laughs> <laughs> we did not stop hosting. I think we relaxed at certain points and did sit down hey, and yeah. chat to people. But I think we were constantly on high alert. Mm. And I think, you know, we, we did... Wait, our, red alert. Red alert. Surely red alert, come red on. Red alert. <laughs> um, I think we did our best to help everybody that we could and talk to yeah. as many people yeah, as we, we can because I think that was really important. And we spent some time helping people that were going mm -hmm. through various wobbles. A number yep. of people had some, not crises, but many crises. Just, just little emotional wobbles here and there that needed to be just addressed. Yeah. And I helped. Think, I think it was an interesting one because I, I don't think I ever really relaxed mm. into, the, into the evening. We'll talk about, we'll come back to this in a little bit. But for me, it was a really strange evening. I enjoyed it, but I also have some very mixed feelings about it as well. Okay. And I think part of that comes from, I was already in a slightly weird, weird mood mm -hmm. from, from earlier in the day. And I think there were a couple of things that happened that we won't go into that no. impacted my mood. Nothing to do with the event at all, but it just threw me off balance a bit. Okay. And I was already in a bit of a strange mood handling that. And then I was in full on host mode and you can't, you can't go in half tilt on that. You have to be 100% there all the time and you have to be there smiling for people, helping them, talking to them, going through the whole place. And making sure everyone's okay. Yeah, of course. And that in itself, you were full Mr. H. Full Mr. H, yeah. Mm -hmm. That in itself was quite exhausting. I do find you exhausting. Yes. You. Yeah. When you're full Mr. H. Full Mr. H. <laughs> I, was, I don't think I was quite full Mr. H because I don't think. Were you half mass Mr. H? Yeah, I was half mass, I think. <laughs> and I think part of it was that we spent time helping people and that. That took away the sense of, yay, party, party, party. Because normally at events, mm -hmm. we, we tend to do a few hours of sort of pure hosting and then we allow kick ourselves bit, to yeah. kick back mm. and enjoy the party. And in this situation, we didn't really do that. Not as much as we'd normally do. And I think it got to sort of 
like quite late and and you and I turned to each other and we're like we well we hadn't actually kissed anybody else let alone no. uh, you know made any connections and I think mm. by the time we did sit down everybody had kind of already made connections and people were starting to go off and play and I think also- people make connections quite early on oh yeah which was brilliant fantastic I'm really happy that people felt comfortable in an environment where they they fostered those connections but I I think you're right by the time we got into the headspace where we could actually sit down and not be standing up and hosting, it was like, okay, where is everyone? <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> skedaddled into playrooms, but, but, you know, it is what it is. It, it very much is what it is. And I think, you know, by the time we, we did start to relax, it was kind of really late. So late, yeah. And we were already on the back of a few late nights, mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. taking our own advice. But I think, you know, it was just the, my head just wasn't in the, space where I was like hey let's go play and in fact people did ask us to play uh-huh. and I, I and it's rare for me to say this I was like I'm not in the right right space um I could have been in the right space um obviously if you were not I wouldn't not anyway but more so I think once I'd committed myself to the hosting it had to stay that way because I, I thought right well we're here now for the long run there's still people here there's still people needing our attention occasionally and I kind of just went I'm just in it now till the end I'm just gonna stay visible in the main area in the main sort of um not lobby uh communal bar bit and I just kind of stayed there really for the most part and just made sure that we were visible and we still carried on chatting to people we still carried on you know, having little conversations. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, we carried on engaging with people and chatting. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't sort of sat there with my head in my hands, but I stretched the imagination. <laughs> and I think this is more a reflection looking back yeah, of course. about how I felt. Interesting. I mean, you made out with a few more people than I did. True. But don't forget for every one person you make out with, I generally end up making out with both of them. Oh, well, yes, this is so true. So it does double my average quite rapidly. It does, but I'm I do. I do accept so I made out more than you, though. Guys, though. <laughs> this, uh, this was absolutely true of the night. I, I did kiss a few lovely ladies. Thank you. You did? Oh, good. I did. Oh, very nice of you. Well, we had that conversation beforehand. We did have we a did conversation check about in it. abundantly mm-hmm. because we wanted to make sure that we, we definitely looked after each other and we were on the same page. And we did exactly that. We didn't do anything that we said we weren't comfortable with each other doing no no it's not a i'm no, not no. poking holes at you <laughs> i'm not having a go i'm just, just simply saying that your mind was clearly a more playful space than mine because definitely was ordinarily the it's a little bit more even in fact normally yeah. you're throwing me under the bus despite the fact that you're always making out with more people <laughs> than i am so True. I think it was a really wonderful night in terms mm. of everybody seemed to have a really good time everyone was really really complimentary everyone i mean people bought us presents again i'm so touched and humbled by the whole thing and the the club were really happy with the way that it went and they did a fantastic job so in fact you know what while we're talking about it i want to stop for a moment and and say a huge huge thank you to to penthouse playrooms for their extreme efforts in in making us feel comfortable they did a great Mm -hmm. job likewise our, our sort of um, little helpers, Secret Stag and Secret Vixen, Max and Mabel, they did a grand job touring, giving out bags, making sure the whole thing moved, ran, went smoothly. And Kate Dow did a fantastic job. You know, Kate, you know, all the organisation that she puts behind it is mm. fantastic. Working with us behind the scenes and then all of the schmoozing that Daryl does fantastically on the night. On the and- subject of Daryl, I will never forgive him for making me do pole dance. 
<laughs> so one of the things that did happen is that Cheers, D. <laughs> <laughs> he so we we got up on the, the the sort of poll thing to do a little speech <laughs> and a little thank you and give out some prizes, which was really cool. And we were able to say thank you to everybody for coming along and making such amazing efforts. And then I clocked a look on Daryl that suggested to me that he was going to throw somebody on the under the bus and I figured it might be you and Kate. So he basically said that, hey, why don't these two do a great pole, pole dance, started a chant and then hopped off stage. Fuck you. You've never <laughs> seen me melt into the wall so quickly. And whilst I think lots and lots of people found your dancing to be really, really sexy, uh-huh. I was laughing I my know ass you were. off because I know you were. the look on your face, <laughs> because you don't even like standing up there and Using the Standing microphone, up. and and they made you do that, and then you had to do a dance on the mic, a dance on the pole, which was even more hilarious. And then Daryl got up and did a little dance himself, which was fantastic. Well, fun fact, and don't laugh. This was the first time I'd ever touched a pole, giggity. I have never done a pole dance before. You have definitely have touched not. a pole before. I have not never. I have definitely seen. When have you. I done a pole dance? So uh, I want names, dates, times, places. I did t- not. You, you also danced around it. You danced around one at Desire. No, uh, not a lot. Didn't. Um, I didn't. There's been numerous occasions where you've done it. It's just you've never been up on a podium doing it. That was the difference in, on the stage in front of people. You've normally done it when people aren't looking because ah. you're like, ah, there you go, and that's the difference. <laughs> so, but it was. Masterfully funny, and I laughed my ass off at the whole thing. And I, it was, it was so hilarity prevails. Such, I'm sure everyone else found it amusing as well. <laughs> such, such a great <laughs> mic drop. So I think you know it, the, the feedback on the night was really, really positive. In the end, we left I think at three a.m. Mm-hmm. Pretty much shimmying everyone out the door at that point. Yeah, we were last one standing pretty much with um, everyone who was just gathered around in various states of undress by that point. And we were like, "Yep, yeah, come on, let's go. Good night." Good night. And I think what was really sad <laughs> is that as we were. Sort of as people were sort of hanging around at the end because people mm. were just standing around. There were so many wonderful people that I just hadn't had chance to catch up oh, with, or, or that I was like, "Oh, they're really interesting. It'd be nice to sort of maybe play with them at a, not like tonight, but like at a certain point." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is fantastic," but we all have to go now. It's like it's Ain't time to wrap it up. Let's get the fuck out of here. Come on, guys, get your clothes on and let's go. So I think mm-hmm. it was really, really as a as a night for everybody else. I think it was a fantastic night. The party went really, really well. Um, very, very few problems. Well, there really weren't on the night. The next sort of day or so, we did get a message where someone wasn't happy about something that you did. Yes. And that was quite a difficult one because, and and I'm going to quote it because I think it's important to talk about okay. this. So they said- I was very upset. You were very upset. Mm. They said that you looked at them funny. Okay. Now, I know that sounds excessive, but apparently they sat down and you gave them a death stare stare of some sort. Now, the really interesting thing about, and obviously we've we've written back to people Mm. and exchanged a few messages. It's really tricky with this because I think as hosts, it's impossible to be on it 100%. Of course. You you can't, it's not physically possible, especially when you've been going since five in the afternoon and you've been running a discord for you know, yeah, 10 weeks and when you've been putting in all the effort and like working late into the night to get everything sorted to, to be perfectly happy to everybody. But I think the other thing to remember is, is that you're, you don't even know that you did it. You don't even remember it. I don't. You, and, and I didn't see you do it. So it um, you, certainly wasn't done with intention. And it it might have been done. a weird half, half listening to something going on and you know when you do like a face where you zone out a bit and you're listening to something really intently and you don't kind of know what expression you're pulling on your face because yep. you're like frowning a little bit because yep. you're like, oh, can I hear this? Uh, yeah, yeah. And you just kind of like look off into the distance slightly whilst leaning into here. 
And maybe that was that. I don't I, know. I don't know what, what the look was. Who knows? I mean, but, but I think what, what was more upsetting is that, you know, that someone didn't come and speak to us about it or speak to one of our co-hosts or one of our friends that were there to help yeah. about it because I think we'd have resolved it in sort oh, of six seconds. Instantly. Because, you know, oh, why did Mrs. H give me that look? What look? Yeah. And, and it would have been like, all oh. done. <laughs> and the thing is, is that I know, because obviously I'm married to you and I've known you for uh -huh. a long time, is that if you'd have meant the look, there would have been a spiel that went on for an hour about how much you hate that person. <laughs> oh my God. There really would be. You'd be vitriolic. For you to do that if in I, that way. If I did it with intention... Well, I'd have then known it about would have it. had a story attached to it yeah. that you would have known about. hundred percent. Absolutely. But that really wasn't the case. So it's so unfortunate that someone's really evening was spoiled by this and, and was so impacted. But when, when we sort of got home, because we got this when we got home, it kind of <laughs> made me reflect on, on the event and it kind of made me go, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And right. I recognise that mm -hmm. that's just a bit of feedback and that's yeah. a bit of me feeling a bit odd on the night. Mm-hmm. And normally when, when we run events or when we've held events or done these sort of things, um, the positives and the feedback that we get absolutely outweigh any problems. Yeah. But I think because I was in such a weird mood sort of from earlier mm. and during the day and, and, and the evening went and I hadn't had time to settle down and enjoy the thing because previous parties and it's don't get me wrong, it's not about playing, but we have relaxed and sometimes we've played and sometimes mm -hmm. we've not. I didn't feel like we ever got to the point where I fully relaxed and enjoyed the party as, as, a, as an intendee. And sometimes you just can't do that as a host. So when I reflected on it on, on that day, I had a really, it's really rare for me to, to actually retreat into myself and to, to say that I'm struggling, but I really struggled for a day. I, I felt really dark. I couldn't get out of it. I didn't want to do the podcast anymore. I didn't want to do the show. And I know this is all stupid. I know this is me just cutting my nose to spite my face. <laughs> I am fully, and I said this to you at the time, I was fully cognizant that actually I just felt dark. Mm. I, and she's not you at all. Just not me at all. And it, clearly something is, ha, has upset me or a variety of these things have piled up and upset me. So it's, I, I struggled to talk about the the event with with absolute enthusiasm because of the way that that it's impacted my mm. my well-being i guess or my mental health i suppose but actually when i look at it and this is the insane thing I, everyone i spoke to everyone i spoke to was super happy they love the event they want to come to another one they want to know mm. when the next one is they want to go to that they want to know what the theme's going to be they want to know how it's going to go they they were very complimentary about everything we do. They're very complimentary about the other guests that we had. Everyone had a great time. Just, mm -hmm. and, and there might have been the odd wobble. There might have been the odd minor issue. But broadly, when I look at it, it was fucking brilliant. But I can't get it out of my head that I didn't like it. Which is strange because I came away feeling overwhelmingly uplifted and positive. And even, even with the feedback the following day, which did re really reduced me to, um, I wouldn't say tears because that's a strong reaction to something which I didn't, I didn't, but I felt really, really sad and um, unhappy that someone had formed an impression of me, which was unwarranted. And I had, I had no control over, I couldn't have done anything about that because on the night they didn't say anything. Yeah. And I know that look was completely unintended, unknown even. I didn't even know I was giving the look. Maybe people should look at me using a mirror. 
like <laughs> no, <laughs> round the, a corner, like the basilisk. They're more, they're more likely to see the resting bitch face <laughs> than at which point. Cause, or like a Medusa star going on. I don't know. I know I, I can be an intolerant little witch sometimes. I do know that. And I'm the first one to admit that. But that's with knowledge of what I'm doing. I'm cognizant if I'm doing something which I know the recipient is not going to like because that's intentional. But this was completely, I was like, who, what, how, <laughs> when? I, I do not remember this. The irony it was, just was baffling to me. When you found out who it was, yeah. you were like, oh, I was, I was really looking forward to, to speaking to them and I chatting I remember them. thinking, oh, what nice people. I can't <laughs> wait to meet them. <laughs> the irony of it. <laughs> but I think that's, and that is one of the, the, uh, the risks of being a it host. It is, it is. And I think, for me, you know, I took away that sort of weird feeling that not relaxing, the not enjoying my own party kind of vibe. And then that happened. And then I was just like, well, fuck this. And then I was like, well, <laughs> what are we going to talk about on the show? How is that going to work? And, you oh. know, and it just, and it only lasted really for the morning, I suppose. I know. And I dragged myself off to the gym and I did stuff that I know would be good for me. And I spoke to people. I reached out to some really good friends and they helped. And, and I'm fine. I'm, I don't, I'm not in that dark space, but the memory of it is sort of tainted by that, mm. that piece. It's such a strange thing because I am possibly the most universally positive, half full, yeah. positive person that I've ever met. But it's okay to feel like that. As long as you seek the right help and as long as you don't wallow in it forever, I think, you know, obviously everyone has a different means, means of tackling it, but it was such a strange, strange thing. But the thing is, it's like even today, people are still banging on about what a wonderful time we, we released the, because okay, it was. Released the YouTube video. It was great. People are like, so many happy memories, all this stuff. I'm, I know it. I know from everybody else's <laughs> perspective, they had a great old time and they loved it. <laughs> Which is great. Not to say, and this is a hundred percent true, that I didn't have some good times while I was okay. there. And this is the this I'm is glad the to hear thing. that. You know, I you know, we met some really nice people. I did kiss a couple of people and they were wonderful. And we did make some more connections and we got to see people that we hadn't met that we've been talking to for ages. All of that stuff, that bit, I'm all, I've almost separated from the event. Yeah. It's so strange. But I know that you know, the, the really important thing to me is that everyone else had a good time. Yeah. And I think that's the bit. And I think it's just going to take time for me to step away from that sort of uh, feeling <laughs> and, and kind of look back at it in a good way. The irony is, right, I'm already excited about the next thing. I was going to say, I what are you going to do differently for the next event to ensure that you don't I think, have this negative mindset then? I think part of it will be, um, I, I mean, certain things couldn't be helped. It was just circumstantial. No. I think part of it is kind of ensuring that that we we stop the host mode or that we have a definite, because before we've always sort of said, okay, we're going to get to 11 o'clock or whatever, and then we down tours and then we join in and then we have fun. Right. And we didn't really do that. And I think we kind of ended up ended up sort of hosting more or, or being on high alert. I don't, whilst I didn't, I wasn't sort of parading the the perimeter I think I, I did kind of, I was constantly feeling like a um, meerkat ready to jump up and alert people to problems. Okay. So I think there is a, and, and that's not a bad thing because actually it's good for our, our guests, but I do need to kind of be mindful that I want to have a nice time of this. You know, we, yeah. we, we don't, we don't make any money from it, right? No, not at all. We spend hours and hours and hours and hours monitoring discords, building stuff, making podcasts, making videos, helping people, answering their questions. Mm. And we get that and then that continues. And then if we walk away, if all we've done is help the community, that's great. Mm -hmm. But there has to be something more, I think. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like 
I, I've burnt myself out but for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that it's, it's uh, with, and I've said this before, that it's not about me jumping into a pile of naked ladies or something. That's really not it. But I think it's about the mindset yeah. of, of going, okay, I've earned this break. I'm taking this moment for me now. Well, I think essentially if you're not doing this to make money, which we're not, and we didn't, and we haven't, and we're not doing it for, um, like you say, the, the naked pile of ladies, uh, then there needs to be another reason why you do it. And yeah. you, there needs to be some tangible, positive benefit to us other than right, no money, no naked ladies. So let's have at least a good time at some point, yeah. even if that is just, like you say, taking your shoes off and chilling out and have someone else bring you a drink oh, and yeah. sit no down. No got to see my amazing pants. <laughs> I got some really kick-ass pants. I know. And not one fucker saw them. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, anyway, babe. I mean, I get, I get it. Absolutely. I do get it. And I think, okay. you know, I, I'm, I, I think I'm a little bit more mentally resilient, but I think we were just knackered after preparing this thing for so long. And I think it does take it out of you. I think for people that are hosting events, you'll know, but even just running the discord and making sure people aren't dicks to each other <laughs> or f that, that people remember basic stuff or you, that they've read the important information. Well, it's or just the herding cats thing, isn't it? it? Is. It's, it is there's a lot, of, it, it's there's a lot of stuff that you have to do that yeah. people don't really consider that we do, I think. And when I do that at work, I get paid for it. Ah, there's the rub, you see. <laughs> there's, the, there's the thing. Well, you and do, I don't, don't get paid like, for this. Yeah, I don't have to like the people at work. That's the, that's the fun thing. Well, I had a great time. Um, and I think actually on the whole, and you probably did have a great time, but as you say, you've been tainted with some memories that you just can't seem to shake. And maybe next time we'll build in some self-care remedies and measures yeah. to ensure that we're both, we both come away feeling like we enjoyed ourselves. hundred percent. I think, I think we'll do that. But talking of enjoying ourselves, right? Yes. Now we did promise, and we said we weren't going to go on about it, but 40 minutes in and we've all we've talked <laughs> about is the red hot party. I'm going to pour wine when you Are talk you gonna, about this. I'll do it very quietly. I see. So, like a wine ninja. So you're, you're, the, the 150th is going like the first in that you can hear us pouring drinks, clinking glasses and Ah, drinking. but we've moved on from that. We don't talk about what we drink anymore because we have learned <laughs> okay, okay. that it gets very boring after 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah, what are you drinking? What are you watching? What, oh, we did that. What, what are we watching on TV? in the background with no sound yes I enjoyed that when we used to record in our living room so I think what I we did wanted enjoy to do, that you're right what I wanted to do was um, talk a little bit about the fact that we've done 150 episodes and have some back slappery some humble bragging and some reflection on kind of what's been great for us what, what have we what episodes have we enjoyed what episodes have you gentle listener enjoyed and so we asked on Twitter uh, a bunch of people to sort of tell us what they liked and, and what meant something to them or what, you know, when you think bed hoppers, what is the episode that uh, Mrs. H is delicately trying to place somewhere I did in that there? so, <laughs> so carefully. No one would did. be any the wiser. Are you going to do some kind of like Ridley Scott director's cut over the top of some of the episodes? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm not even... Chuck like, has this own this episode. What a bunch of dicks we were. <laughs> I think that, that could be the first 149 to be uh -huh. fair. I think one, and I didn't want to go back and George Lucas it and special them and remaster them. Oh, can you imagine? I, I did kind of want to do that about 50 episodes ago <laughs> and I thought I'm just playing to my own sensibilities. But the first uh -huh. thing that I would remove is the, if you're not a Dean... 
Which, well, yes, which we, we would, would remove that. Gladly, gladly remove. You've been that one. Yeah, I think I would. I would take that off. I think you know, there's there's a whole host of things that I would do yeah. differently, and I think yeah. the, the sound quality, the the first mm-hmm. few, the stuff that we've said in them, that have, I think. One of the things I've noticed is that as you go on this journey, hopefully you learn and you grow as a, as a human being and you kind of figure out more about the world in which you're living in. And I think some of the earlier episodes, the language isn't right. Some of the body positivity isn't quite right. 100% right on that one. And we, But we were naive then. Yes. We didn't have as much um, experience no. and knowledge about diversity and inclusion, for example. And now we, I think we're much, much, much more knowledgeable about the best way to phrase things and maybe some of the things that we should and shouldn't say and I'm yeah. still always on the lookout for your next weird phrase <laughs> that is, you know, derided from some horrific sort of racial Welsh or upbringing. Yeah, some sort of horrific. It was profiling. fine in the Welsh playground. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it was. No longer fine in the real world. But I think that's one thing that I have noticed is that looking back at some of the episodes, and trust me, I've not gone back and looked at loads <laughs> of them. But that kind of vibe. I'm so glad that that we've continued to hopefully grow and 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 and. Um, un- like grow our understanding of of yeah. some of this environment and some of the LGBTQ plus stuff as well, and some of the the body issues, some of that uh, kind of thing. We've tried to to be a bit more mindful of in our more recent stuff. But so I've got a few few episodes that that come out as my favourites. I actually had to make some notes for this. Did you? Okay. Well, unprecedented. Since okay, since you've got some notes, do you want to go for it? Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> go on then. So my my kind of little good, the bad and the downright weird stuff. Okay. Um, So one of the the things I look back on with some level of fondness, I think, and I've got a bunch of episodes that mean something to me, but clearly they resonate with other people as well because they're episodes that are like standout. So I'm going to pick one that isn't on that list. Okay. Um, One of them is the menopause one that we covered. Yep. So um, we did a whole episode around me losing my mojo. Yeah. Mrs. H loses her mojo. That's the one. Is it, it like about uh, 87 or something like it's that? It's like, yeah, it's between 50 and 80. <laughs> <laughs> because I wrote down the numbers I've assigned, but not that one. Okay. So it's me losing my mojo. And, you know, that happened at a pretty bleak time anyway. We were surrounded by some bereavement and the pandemic and some other bits of stuff going on. But the, the episode drew so many parallels with um, real life experiences that don't just relate to lifestyle things, but just how you, you exist in a relationship and live. And so many people reached out to me off the back of that and thanked me for raising awareness and thanked me for speaking honestly about when things aren't so good. Yeah. And more importantly, what, what you're doing to try and put things right. Rather than just, oh, everything's shit. I just want to go to sleep. I don't want to have sex and everything's crap. It was, <laughs> we, <laughs> we had that moment of talking about how shit everything was, but then we, we rallied as a, you know, as a husband and wife and we, we kind of decided what we could do to tackle it. And so many people drew some level of comfort, I think, that we'd raised it and we weren't alone. So it means quite a lot to me, I think, that we were brave enough to talk about it something that was really deeply personal but something that we would hopefully going to help other people as well no, I think so that's... That, that's a highlight for me that we we did it we talked about it and even now I still get people reaching out to me and asking for a bit of advice or just to chat 
I think that was that was a really really strong episode. Mm. So I've got a couple. Go on then. I'm going to talk. Well, actually, more than a couple, but but I'm going to talk about a couple. But obviously, number one. The episode episode number one oh, is I mean it's awful in terms it's of the terrible. quality but something there there's something about it without that episode I know like like we wouldn't have the whole thing without that moment where I just gave you a few drinks and went like oh we're going to do a podcast that's now a podcast. Like, a podcast let's <laughs> just keep talking and you're like oh I like this oh gin but without that then then we wouldn't have it wouldn't have been picked up on Reddit by Kate and hmm. we wouldn't have had Twitter and we wouldn't have had we wouldn't have gone to Desire and we all this. Stuff yeah, comes from that number one episode. So it's very, very important to me, even though it's horrific to listen to in terms of <laughs> quality and cringiness and <laughs> the fact that we're copying 10 other different podcasts. Oh, no. but, but that's that's fine. I'm going to go with another thing as well now. Because that was a quick little thing. The other thing is, is, so there's a couple of episodes where you can see the start of our relationships with other people. Right. And there's the Hot Wife interviews, for example, where oh. we met Secret Stag and Secret Vixen. That's on my list too. Good. Also, where we met Behind Closed Doors. Yes. And, and we actually met them in person. They're real. Recently. Then they're fucking lovely. They're lovely and they're real. She's, she's really lovely. I'm right. There. I'm Just, in the room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was lovely to to be able to mark some of those, st- the start of some of those relationships. And again, um, we, we can talk about the, you know the first ones with by the by with Angela and Bradford with Kate and Daryl with his cock her tail those wonderful moments that are captured on on audio mm. not on camera I guess but are there and there are like a this this moment where it's right at the start most of them are and they're the start of our relationships with those people that we've gone on to adore to love to have sex with but all this kind of funky stuff and and go on adventures with and. You know, some of these people we've we've gone to different countries with, or we've we've lived through not wars, but all sorts of crises. And I love the fact that personally they exist in that space. Mm, that's lovely. There you go. See, top that. <laughs> <laughs> what is this episode? Top trumps. It is. It is. <laughs> right. Well, coming in at number whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I enjoyed the fantasy episode. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it um it lifted a lid, I think, outwardly to people listening that you can be with someone for a number of years, many years in our case, and you're still learning things about each other. Um, maybe maybe some of those things were quite tame. I don't know. Maybe some of them were a bit out there. But the fact was, we were still at this point in our relationship, we're still capable of having conversations that excite us, conversations that we learn more things about what we want to explore together. And um, I just had a great chat with you. And it's what I love about the podcast is I'm doing what I do best, which is having a, a really good chat with my best friend, you know, my my lover, my best friend, my everything. And I can, I can, I, there's nothing I like more than you know, snuggling up on a couch or in the bed with you, but a nice glass of wine and having a chat mm. because I, I love that about you. And we've always been good at doing that. And the fantasy one just took that a little bit further, I think. And it just lifted the lid on some really personal things that rattle around our heads sometimes. And it's sometimes nice to get them out, even though you don't want to live those fantasies. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> but it's, it's funny to share and it's it's quite shameful sometimes to get those things out because you do fear recrimination and judgment from other people and it might invite controversy if you talk about things that are in your head. You're like, my God, do I want to reveal this? 
it's fine. It's a safe space. And I, I feel safe with you to, to talk about these things. And I think some people got quite a lot from listening to that. I think they did. And we've heard, I think, a couple of other podcasts listen to it and we're yes. talking about their fantasies. <laughs> and a number of people get in have got in touch and said, well, we, we, we went for a meal and we, I know. we, we had the chat. It's with, great. And I love that. That's, I highly recommend that's it. That's so, so cool to hear that people Absolutely have Absolutely brilliant. Uh, not to mention the weird tentacle prawn <laughs> uh, rabbit hole that people went down. <laughs> like, I'm going to look at, yes, I'm going to look at hentai. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> well, you know, if it's just an exploration into something we've never heard of or encountered, then go for it. You don't have to like it or do anything with it but it's Absolutely. interesting to open your mind a bit isn't it it really so i is. like that episode I, I think that's a that's a really good one i think there's there's a couple that i'm going to mention now and i think they they do come as a duo because and i think lots of our listeners have mentioned these two because <laughs> they're the ones that always fucking follow me around oh my no god they've gotta be it's gotta be episodes seven and eight so seven is special brew yeah and Eight is Chandamath. And I think this is one of the ones you still, when people say, you've got a podcast, what's a podcast type thing? Or, oh, if you only listen to one episode, you must listen to episode eight. The one that makes me look like a complete <laughs> It's cunt. not because it makes it's, you it, look like a dick. It's not. That's not why I want people to listen to it. It's because it's got a level of humility and humour and self-depreciation that only you can pull off, Giggity, um, and still be eminently likeable. Thank you. Thank well, you. so it's a real backhand compliment there. It really is. Because you took the time to kind of talk about a mishap that made you look like a dick, right? But also, how excellent was that? Because look what you learned from it. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the, 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 both of them are, are, are really funny stories. Both of them have some valuable lessons in, particularly mm. if you're new and, and starting your life yeah. swinging lifestyle journey. And I think, you know, the, the just don't rock up to someone's place ask for pictures that sort of stuff special brew is absolutely a thing of that and oh red flags everywhere red flags yeah. everywhere and I think now we, we'd obviously avoid it and then the chandamuff one is, is again <laughs> it's like don't drink so much that you throw up but but I think there is a we've all been there or so many people have been there <laughs> and you kind of go fuck me that was bad and it what, was but it was so funny looking back what i love about that episode is that we talked to a couple that come to our events and they were there they they witnessed it all they were there at the beginning uh, and they love mentioning this to and, see and the drama up, yeah, mother <laughs> mother truckers but it, it it is a funny one and and you know i it it does make me laugh it's one of those ones where i'm you know i know i fucked up and I, I've, I've learned from it. And I, but it, it, it was just that when you lose emotional control and then you lose like your, your actual control because you're drinking, it's just not a good combination. So yeah, seven and eight. Are the, uh, and I think actually for me, this is where the podcast really became bedhoppers. That's when that lock in of the story, the mm. moral, the humor. Uh, hopefully all of these things are familiar please to you. Please don't the, do what the, we do. Don't do what we do. Let us fuck it up for you. That became the, the, the thing there. Yeah, I would agree. They, they are both excellent episodes to reminisce about and they will go down in the annals of time. <laughs> <laughs> go on then, wife. What else you got? Uh, I quite enjoyed Room 101. I know you do. I you know like you do. Because you shit off and slagging things <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I love the concept of Room 101. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I loved um, watching the whole TV show about Room 101. Okay. Um, and actually one of our Twitter... Twitter responders um, also resonated with Room 101. Okay. Um, 
and they, they mentioned this and said, oh, it's because I'm an old misery, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be one we need to revisit at some point in the, in the near future. Yes, let's do that. I bloody love Room 101. It's, so. it's definitely one that we need to revisit. I think one of the things is it's the offbeat things that I mm-hmm. really like. The, the ones where we've, it's not a normal episode. And by that, I mean, we've done the Christmas ones and the Christmas ones mean a lot to me because I don't want anyone to be alone. I, I don't want anyone to be sat there hating themselves. So if, if us sharing a stupid story or chatting to somebody else or doing a video quiz or something like that mm. or, or, or a, a game that helps them in any way, I, it makes it makes me feel better about what we yeah. do, you know, and, and that stuff is, is, is really important. I think being able to laugh at things is, is, is so, so important. And we can only do so much. We're only stupid podcasters in a little room talking about fucking other people and getting it wrong. So, you know, there's only so much we can do, but if we can help people through difficult times, I think that, that really helps, which kind of leads me into the other bit, the sort of one-off things that I wanted to mention. So things like the music, that we've done the strange um oh you uh, episode 15 is it so it might be episode 50 it like, was we, episode we didn't 50. start the fire yes sort of parody <laughs> and um uh, when i'm 64 parody that we've done yeah and the um the muppet show clip that we did that did really well all these little things mm. the, the strange thing is that we didn't start the fire one i, I could still remember <laughs> I know, the fucking I know. lyrics and it'll come on like the, the normal song will come on the radio not our version obviously and i'll be like wait what pokemon yoko with the condom fly a metal desk on it like a tramp on chips Drinking oh my with god, all those phrases I've come up with. Fuck, 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 fuck. This is just the tip. Oh, that's that is still in my fucking head. <laughs> I can't help it. So clearly there is I think there was like love that went into those things, but also the the fact that they existed and they made some people laugh for a few minutes just makes my day so many times. Go on, what you got? What you got? Come on. Well, if I uttered the phrase, I love it. Oh yes, this is, I think, uh, uh Outside of the first episode <laughs> is the most download ep- downloaded episode. I wonder for why. <laughs> I mean, the title is a little bit clickbaity, uh, but it delivers on that clickbaitiness, yes. I think. So so this would be uh, DVP, DP. And double-ended. Double-ended Episode yeah. 86 is the one. And it's a corker. It's it is. It's a great, a fucking banging great episode. story. And it, I, I thing is, right, I can't even read the title without getting really fucking warm because it takes me right back to I thought you were going to say erect then no 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 it <laughs> takes me right back to that fucking fire in oh, his cock her tail's I thought house. you meant warm like emotionally no no no, no, no. <laughs> it does make me get very emotionally warm uh, but all I can think about is that fucking hot fire I reckon LV was emotionally my, warm at night as well yeah, sweating my nuts <laughs> off which was fine because he was underneath me and I was dri- you know my nut sweat was dripping onto his nuts. yeah sweat. I thought he was going to explode I thought we were both going to die <laughs> I, but that that is a magnificent episode with lots of naughtiness and lots of like firsts fun lots of firsts firsts it's, it's, it's naughty it's hilarious it's and, uh, yeah it's one of it's the ones it's got everything that does really. isn't it's got it a bit it's got 13 bottles of Prosecco. <laughs> it's got two takeaways. Spilled cocktails. Spilled cocktails, ruined rugs, not a euphemism. Um, it's got DP. It's got DVP. It's got Bluetooth. It's got. <laughs> it's even got a fucking t shirt in our shop about it. That's how good that episode is. Uh, and we've sold at least 10 of those t shirts. <laughs> 
So yes. out there, 10 people are walking around in the real world I love with it. T-shirts that reflect Mrs. H having DP. Yeah, I know. Which, and I did love it. Like the whole day was amazing. And what I love about all these journeys that we've gone on together is that all the firsts that we've we've uncovered and who'd have thought after like over two decades together you're still uncovering first things to do yeah because you kind of like some marriages run out of shit after five years I don't know you think who'd have thought like another 150 <laughs> episodes we might be here now we might be talking about my first cock or something oh <laughs> don't get your hopes episode up episode 200 just the tip <laughs> <laughs> But it was enough. <laughs> so in, in, in the same way, same sort of mm. line, I think one of my other favourite ones, and I think lots of listeners wrote in about this one and mentioned it. This is episode 110 Measures for 10 Pleasures. <gasps> the drinking oh. fiasco on YouTube with sex toy cam with every three minutes oh or whatever my. we review another sex toy. It is the one, it's the one thing I want to go back and film another one of. You and, monster. But... My, my request you is this. Monster. I want to film it with another couple. I know you do. Because uh, I think it would be... Don't take the flat this time. <laughs> no, just I think it would be carnage. You think? I think it would be... Whatever gives it away. But I love the idea of it. I think it, you're going to need like a four camera setup. Just roll it and then... And a hose. Yeah, and a hose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is one of those moments where... And we'd already done a similar sort of thing with, with an interview with Kate and Daryl. Where every few oh, minutes fuck me. we, we lost hours of our life yeah, for we, that. We lost an entire day, <laughs> and and I'd seen a, a and YouTube video, remote control. <laughs> yeah, on um, a YouTube video on on some transformer reviewer who does uh, ten bots for ten shots or ten shots for ten bots and does the same thing. Most excellent. Most excellent. It's, it's he fantastic. is not a drinker. He's not. And ten ten shots of Jack Daniels ruins him. Yes. Like we it, had way more than ten well, shots. Well, I don't know. We are clearly. Absolutely destroyed by the end of it. Oh, and, yeah. and then you you proceeded to full on Chandamuffet well, yeah. afterwards. But it's one afterwards. of <laughs> I have so much love for it. And I think it was one of those, you know, we're sat on our sofa in our living room just knocking back shots. And and again, it's one of those I love the surprise element because you don't know what's coming up next. <laughs> and those reactions from your face. Again, like like we were talking about earlier, are hundred percent genuine, and you can see like how much you hate something and how much you like something, and it's 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 apparent. It's funny because um, I mean, looking back now, it was a perfect storm for me. Um, it was only ever going to end up that way. Looking back, because lockdown couldn't go anywhere. Uh, you know, lots of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else were we going to do? <laughs> well, make a YouTube video. It'll be fine. And, and so we'll do. Oh, okay, we'll revisit it. I think we need to revisit it at some point. Once we recover from profound alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I've got, can I have another one? Yeah, of course Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a couple. All right, go on, I'm, I'm going to do a couple in a row. waffle on for ages well. So you. <laughs> right. Uh, coming in at whatever number we're on. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I actually really um, got a lot of value from covering our dodgy Thai foods evening. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, interestingly, the, the episode makes me really laugh when I think back to it because it was probably up until that point, one of my, my biggest fears that something would happen that would be horribly embarrassing or... It's everyone's worst nightmare, isn't it? Like you well, don't I mean, eat too much because you're in fear of like, oh, what if I'm, what if I'm ill or something? And it bloody happened to both of us. <laughs> you couldn't make this shit up. We, literally. And good thing is we talked about it. So 
you can you can hear, but you can live through it, and it's okay. I think the, 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 the utter disaster of it is that couple were really lovely. They were so, nice. so hot and so lovely, and you must have thought, "What shit show is this? Are these Who are these people? What are the fuck are these two doing?" <laughs> and and I think that's the that's the thing of it. It's um yeah, it was a moment where we. We, oh again, did something we probably shouldn't have done and it, oh, and it happened. It so I mean, fortunately, we, we've subsequently found out that many of your tummy issues are related, you know, and, and so many of our episodes have been you disappearing for hours on end. Right, because I was so poorly. Yeah. And now we know why. Yes. Stupid gluten and Stupid onions <laughs> and chickpeas. Well, mainly gluten, but yeah. How, how good is that that we now know and we can avoid some we, more of these disasters, yes. but... I look back and think, oh my God, that was such a messed up night. <laughs> it, it was <laughs> what were we doing? absolute... Yeah. Okay, come on. What have you, what um, else you got? So to counter that, because I think we need to counter that with something uber sexy. Oh, okay. The Borgie. Ah, the Borgie. Resistance is futile. The great thing about the Borgie. Everything. It was everything. It was, was everything. a perfect, perfect storm. And it, as an it episode, amazing. it's got sexiness, it's got funniness. It's, it's got, got nerdiness. Nerdiness, it's got... Great people. It has an amazing video that you'll never see that guests of the Borgie can watch that is absolutely... Is out there. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, and it unequivocally <laughs> proves that you went into I went room. over a threshold. You, you went into another room. <laughs> I you crossed went, a carpeted hallway. Yes, there you go. And into another room. <laughs> you absolute trollop. But it proved me right, and that's why Oh, I is that it. why it's a great episode? Because it proved you right <laughs> that, for that nanosecond. For that one moment. Well, there wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't a nanosecond. You were in there for... Don't forget, on the video, it's fast forward. It's like playing at like three times speed, so... You were in there for a lot yes, longer. Yes, well, yeah. the, anyway, the point is, we had a great night. Great episode, and <laughs> highly recommended. And I think that's there's been a couple of people that have said that's the only one they've listened to, and that's fine. If that's, well, if that's you the only one you listen yeah, to, you're onto a pretty good thing. I've got one. Well, not one, but a little selection of ones to, that I want to bring up. Go on, and then. I think COVID times didn't make it easy for us oh, to podcast. So I think it was kind of like it's hard to talk about your experiences when we yeah. legally can't go out and have them, but also we don't want to break the rules. We want don't want to spread. COVID, we don't want to make it worse for everybody. So we took to doing the fac-offs. Oh yes, the fac-offs. And I really enjoyed the fac-offs where we had uh, special guests in every fortnight and talked about specialist topics. You know, we talked about BDSM, we talked about hot wifing, um, all sorts of different things. And uh, then we got fact. Yeah, and then we got fact off. Yeah, people <laughs> fact us off. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think that was a really good little means of keeping us sane because it meant that we, we were still able to put out a podcast. We got to talk to our friends and people that we know and some people that we didn't and actually put out some interesting mm. content that covered some some things that people won't necessarily have heard about before. So I, uh, for me, I think, you know, the Sesti bread and all that, but actually I was, I'm really proud of those little episodes because when people couldn't go and do anything, they were able to sit down and and listen to some stuff that kept them going. Mm. And and that's that's not me saying that. That's a number of listeners that reached out and said, you know, they, they really appreciated the fact that we continue to podcast and that we continue to put out stuff that was at least mildly entertaining and kept them well, busy was, on the it was relevant as well. I mean, because I think it armed you with tools that you could use when you could go back into yeah, things. Exactly so, that. And, you know, you it's know, all pertinent, isn't it? This is what I'm saying, you know, and if it keeps you armed during the, the 70th dog walk of the week or day or whatever it is, then... Queuing up your toilet rolls outside yeah, Waitrose. Exactly. All of that Can't stuff. believe that happened now. <laughs> oh, I know, but it's uh, long since gone, hopefully, but I think it was a really valuable thing to do. Go on then, what else you got? Uh, right, what else have I got? I've got, oh, an interesting one. Uh, the jealousy episode. Oh, okay. The one where I get jealous. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. 
So um, the reason I, I like this episode, or, I, or the reason I remember this episode as being one of our um, pertinent points is... It's because it's the only one where I don't look like I'm emotionally fragile. No, it, because it proved I'm fucking human, right? <laughs> and up to that point, I think I was beginning to worry, am I some kind of weird robot that's incapable of emotion? I don't know. But it, it proved that it was a relief to feel... It's good to feel something. Um, <laughs> it, it proved that I actually did, I did feel it because I know historically we've always talked about you being the one who has a propensity to feel jealousy. You don't even share a bloody pizza. Um, I do. So, I make pizza for well, everybody. Well, you do now. You've changed. <laughs> but you, you, do you know what I mean though? It was always, we always thought you were the one that would default to the, the jealousy setting and me not so much. So when I did feel the jealous monster rear its head it was almost a relief and as I've said on the episode I think it's not an unwelcome emotion sometimes it's it's a good test of how how much you care for that relationship or that person that it exists in your mind and it's what you do with it so I I I liked the episode because it it gave us a chance to bring that to the surface I think and talk about some issues that we didn't anticipate at all and they did rear their head again later on. I think we talked about it again in Australia. Yeah. When um, I had another wobble, a significant wobble. <laughs> That's an understatement. Drunken bum. Well, it's not always drunk drink fueled. No. It's not. Well, the, often the sauce is. The, the, but, but no, the, uh, the, the outburst can be. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the, the, the drink is the catalyst for bringing that to the surface. Although it wasn't always. There was a, a situation I think I remember in Australia where I did feel really emotionally um, unstable and, and I know it was like jealousy that was at the root of it and drink was not involved at all it was during the day yeah. and I remember really vividly feeling like I'm I just constantly feel like I'm going to cry like there was something there that was constantly eating away at me mm. so but the, the point is it's it's normal you know it's not a, <laughs> an emotion that you should fear and worry that it's there of course it's going to be there because you care about your bubble and you want to you want to do something to protect that and to make sure that you're safeguarding your relationship all the time. So the the reason I like that is because it it does prove I think that I'm not incapable of these emotions sometimes. Asamo <laughs> is not human. <laughs> uh, speaking of South Park, um one of our listeners uh, actually did reach out on Twitter and said that one of their favorite episodes was well, was the jealousy one, but also where you do a common impression. <laughs> it's Mr. KBL on Twitter, and he says, He did, and he says, Your common impression means he can't ever watch South Park again now without thinking of us <laughs> or you specifically. So, here you go, your impressions have, have uh, made an impact on people. The impressions were an interesting one. I think we, we did, I did a lot of them at the start, and then they've gradually sort of um, drifted away. And I think one of the things is when, when you start the show or we start recording, that people give you feedback and they're like, That's great. We love that. So, you, you do more of it, and then you do more of it, and then it becomes unbearable, and there's so much of it. And you're like, Every other word is. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god! And and so I think you know we've we've definitely pulled that back quite we a lot. We have, yeah. And 
you know, there's still the pop culture references and stuff, but I think there's there's much less of it because I think what we realised was that it was becoming a bit overbearing. And if I'm realising that it's becoming overbearing, then fucking hell, we've 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 wow, truly, we truly have crossed the line. Yeah, you are lost, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. There it's it is. back. Don't worry. <laughs> You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. <laughs> Anyways, I think the the last thing that I've got to mention, and it would be rude of me not to, is the interviews with my sister. Oh, they were great. Because I think, you know. Genital hoovers. <laughs> Genital hoovers. Because How can we forget that beautiful phrasing? I, I think, you know, one of the things I've I mean, been incredibly lucky with is that my family have been been really supportive. Well, yeah. by my family, I mean, my sister really basically and, and, her, and her clan cohorts and clan yeah. there and and it's been lovely to be able to share some of our adventures with them and to have them on the show not literally and, yeah not literally <laughs> um share the audio of our adventures of us talking about the adventures. not literally not, not literally ah, pull out pull out not literally ah. but yeah it's been really really cool to to be able to to have that those conversations and and have her as someone that's absolutely not involved in this world ask us questions talk about it and be honest and open about it and i think you know i'm, I'm really really fortunate as a result of that mrs h you got a couple more and then we shall wrap this bad boy up i agree all right um i think we have we mentioned roadhead no and we never will again. i'm going to mention roadhead <laughs> it's not a favorite episode but it's someone else's favorite episode okay all right it's, one it's that a gets, few people's favourite episode. Quite a few people throw that one back in my face. And or rather, not the episode, but just, just the, incident, just the just, memory just of the, you, of Bradford, being absolutely unequivocally aghast at the fact that you, the notion of you turning down I, I think what gets me, right, is this, and I've talked about it before. Well, we know. We it, know the whole the thing. the peer pressure, the illness, it. the fucking assholes in the car are not, making anyone do something they're uncomfortable with and yet still I am ridiculed at least once a month for not having roadhead and I'm like fine fuck you all fuck you all uh, but it's because they care <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it deserves an honorary mention if, if they'd have said right we'll pull over the side of the road away from prying eyes I'd have been like ah, fine yeah okay. been fine. but that's, where's the excitement in that I'm getting head there's fucking excitement in it where's the excitement but in you could be doing that on the moving road I, yeah, but I don't. I, the problem is I, I don't like the the people looking in. Bit. I think that was the bit he did like. Yes, I know. <laughs> but that asshole, right? <laughs> and he'll laugh at this. Like, I'm seriously like, <laughs> I can have my preferences. It's fine. <laughs> wow. Okay. But anyway, I don't think he agrees. I don't, I don't think anyone else sees it that way. Anyway, moving on. Let's Hilarious. go to another one. Hilarious. I'm pissed off about it. <laughs> Trash panda. Ah, delightful little Yoko. She's bless her. She's coming up to twelve now. I know, and she's she's an old dog. She's had some wild she's days, an old lady. But she, her rock and roll days. <laughs> that day she ate seven condoms. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, what it was a day! Five, wasn't it? I, I don't know how many it was now. Probably five. It was a number. It was a number that the vet was extremely proud of <laughs> to, finding. To announce, yeah, I think that was one of those ones. I told that story at work. I have told that story to multiple people, both in and out of a lifestyle, and, and they are all universally. <laughs> Impressed and appalled in equal measure. I think it's one of those <laughs> things I use as, as a um, how you dress up a story um, is, you know, will make all the difference to how people receive it and how they, they take their morals from it. So I've actually used that as part of a communication seminar. <laughs> True story. Like presented, the day my dog ate some condoms. Yeah, I presented it to like 100 people. <laughs> it was a bit rock and roll, maybe. 
I love it. I love it. Okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's so Available easily done, isn't it? Now on the Bedhopper's t-shirt store. All right. I'm going to have one more and then okay. we'll wrap it up. All right. All right. Well, last one. Yep. Orgy at the Glitz. Orgy at the Glitz. That's a pretty good one. It's got a great ring to it for one. I think. Interesting. What a great so, night. That, so again, this, this goes back to what we were talking about mm. at the very be- beginning part of this, this episode and that I felt that we were able to relax we were able to have time. We were still hosting and we were still doing a lot of the hosty mm. stuff. But at a certain point, we down tools and kind we of enjoyed ourselves. And we we carved out the time, I think, to make sure we had a good time. Absolutely. And it's not about the play, but the play in this case was fucking brilliant and amazing. Well, on this particular night, it was great. <laughs> it, it, it was great, you know, and I think it was a it was a really fun, fun environment. It was a great there, night. There were no meltdowns by anyone. It's just a great just, night. It just worked. Yeah, I agree. I agree with great people, great attendees. And yeah. you know, not to say that the, the Red Hot Pie didn't have great attendees or anything like that, but, that, you know. And it was really, really hot, like recording about it as well, yeah. because we got to relive it again. I think that's the bit with that one. I know. That, it was, that was really nice. And and to, to a certain extent as well, the Halloween night was. Yeah, that was also weird, really, really fun. in the middle of that one, I think. But, but again, people contributing towards it and hearing their stories as well yeah, also made it really, really, really hot, powerful. Right? Yeah, really, uh, really hot. Love it. There love we go. It. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Any others that people have mentioned that they've ridden in with? So we, we've had, um, unsurprisingly, the, the, the list is always going to include Chandamurf. Yep. Because why wouldn't it? Because it's it? a modern day classic or anything, modern, yeah. And Special Brew. Yep. Um, our 100th episode got quite a few mentions yep. as, as favourite. Uh, Yoke of a Trash Panda, of course, <laughs> makes many appearances. Roadhead. Oh, Beard Disaster made a little an appearance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I when, when you shaved your beard off. Yeah, when I accidentally <laughs> shaved my beard off. And was like a baby about like about right, it. Right, I know. Um, that was Sapio's fingers that um, decided that they could relate to the pain of that. Do you know? I thought because we've got a party coming up, right? That we're going to. We I, do. Yeah, we do. We've got a party coming up that we're going to. Yes, I want to say yes. I thought, do I shave my beard off? Yes, we are going to. You're right. Do you want me to shave my beard off? No, God, no, 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 no. And the dog won't look at you again. <laughs> you know how upset she was before. She would not look you in the eye. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, DP Day. DP Day. Unsurprisingly, yeah, his cock cartel liked that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yes, Volva Talk and the Borgie were Clip Bang's favourite episode. Hang on. Volva Talk was very good. One is about her birthday and the other one she's on. I mean, they are quite Clip Bang centric. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> she did feature heavily in both of them. She did. But that lady is absolutely legendary, so um, yeah. she's very welcome anytime. And Volvo Talk was very good. Very, very, very good. We talked about um, uh, vaginal pagodas or some <laughs> such weird <laughs> things we, we, we've coined phrases for. Um, again, Chandra Sex on the Fringe, enjoyed that. Um, and then I think we moved on to, oh, the boy, the boy who, he loved the 100 shots as well. Excellent. Yeah. And then we've also got... Uh, chicken impression. <laughs> Which one? The chicken impression. Do one. Go on. No, Go on. Do I it. don't even know how to do one. Fuck. Is that it? Is that's that what is you that... did? That's all you did. I mean, it sounds like something I would say. I like um, <laughs> and and this one is purely for the two of us. Uh-huh. Right? Not us two, but the oh, the two first. The, the two first. Excellent. Um, I'll remind you how it goes, and then you can do it yourself. What? We've got something that's just for you. Holy shit! It's an interview. Fucking hate that. I hate that so much. I hate that. I hate the key that you did it in. I hate the fact that it wasn't. We've got something that's just for hate, you. Hate it. You started oh, shit, it too low. I was never going to hit that. 
Why? You did it in your key, not even in your key. I don't even understand what key is. I know, this is why. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> Could have started it an octave how higher. angry you've got. So fucking angry. Your face angry. has gone bright that. red. Has it? Yeah. Send help. Send help. Come <laughs> on, finish this off. Um, right, okay. Um, swingers help. Enjoy the pub quizzes we did. Excellent. I remember those. They were awesome. Mm, absolutely. And um, very bit of fun, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, Maxim- we do another one? Anyone want a pub quiz? Oh my God. They were, they were pretty good, actually. They were quite fun. Max and Mabel enjoyed Chandamuff and Trash Panda. Nice. Yeah, Excellent. Why wouldn't they? Um, oh, and... One one extra mention from D Burrs, we have lots of D uh, E's. Yep. Uh was our lady jacuzzi oh. hot tub mishap. <laughs> <laughs> Which we then remedied later on when yes. we had an, a successful revisit of yeah. that. There's nothing but like the unexpected MFM. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the the, 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 the No, M um, oh I don't know. You do the Yes, that. MFM is two men. Right. Um F F M. M- yeah. F- whatever all the Fs MFIs <laughs> I think I think what I love about that episode was the glorious display of flexibility as a turn on followed immediately by needing to go to the bathroom to be sick I was like wow that's really hot and, oh. then, then like, and clearly she was enjoying it and mm. then she needed to go yeah which was but the good news is we did revisit and successfully remedied all that <laughs> okay she said with a sly look in her eye that was the um that was that was pretty hot as well that was very hot oh. so many hot moments i think it's been really lovely looking back at all of these different episodes and i think you know i'm incredibly proud of the fact so you're that you're not going to burn the podcast though Excellent. no i'm not going to burn the podcast i was only um i was doing my special move which is cutting my nose to spite my face I, I think the podcast has been incredibly useful for us as a memory t- tool to kind of go back and reflect on all the stuff that we've done. It, as I said before, it's marked the beginnings of so many relationships and we've met so many wonderful people through it. So I, for that reason, I think it's it's an absolute joy and we're going to keep knocking them out. I mean, you know, quality, crafting, <laughs> hard work, putting together episodes. I think it's it's interesting in that I think it evolves a bit as it goes along and it goes through phases. And I think, you know, the early ones are very much the, you know, the how we started it stories. And, and then it's then it, there was sort of how to bits in there. And then mm. it was like an entertainment thing. And now it's kind Kind of this, this sort of moralistic story yeah. <laughs> review, a narrative, I narrative suppose. Thing. That, yeah, the learning narrative. But in the middle, we had the wilderness years where we just like got horribly drunk and fucked things up all the time, yeah. and then had the pandemic. I mean, we still <laughs> fuck things up on a fairly regular basis. I mean, we've got enough evidence to to prove that. But it's also been a real exploration of how we're feeling, what we're going through and where, how we've got to where we've, where we've mm. been. And I think that's that's really valuable. I mean, it's valuable for us, whether it is for you, gentle listener, I don't know. Up to you to decide. Keep listening if you, if you like them. I think it's been fantastic that we've been supported by so many wonderful friends over the years that continue to kind of show up on the show, but continue to go on adventures with us, help us live out those moments. And, you know, the, the, the most important aspect for me is just the fact that I get to spend time with you and I get to curse how low your vocal is on, on, on every episode. I've tried really hard. I've pretty much got this <laughs> microphone in my mouth. <laughs> I know. I've been enjoying you for like the microphone for the, the last hour and 20 minutes. But, I, you know, honestly, Mrs. H, I adore you. I love you. And um, your microphone technique is fucking terrible. But... What do you want me to do differently? What do you want, do you want me to stick at my bum? I don't know. How? What can I? What, what should I do with it? But I think the important bit is is that we've been able to experience <laughs> this together and share it with everybody, and that's the bit that I love. So, any roundup moments from you? 
Jerry Springer. No, I think we've covered so much already. I think we've we've gone on for quite we've a long gone time. On quite a yeah. long time. So. Seventeen hours they covered every episode. <laughs> I like episode one and then number two. Uh, other than I am excited to see what what comes next for the Bedhoppers. I am. I, it, we've got a load of stuff coming up, which we obviously can't talk a lot about now, but we will be revealing. Mm. Well, I, I think we've got some exciting events coming up. We do. We've got some exciting plans. We've got your 50th this year. <gasps> oh we, my goodness, we do. We're going to another country at some point. Yes. Twice. Twice. And yeah, there's just a whole host of things that we're going to be able to talk about and that we're going to completely fuck up and talk to you about afterwards <laughs> as well. We've got lots of stuff coming up yeah. and it's going to be really exciting. And I, yeah, get to do it all with you and, and I get to turn half a century with you. Yay. Yay. Time for an upgrade, I think. Right, uh, on that note, Mrs. H, do you think? <laughs> well, thank you for hopping into our bed. Just for you. Oh, no one wants to hear that. Holy shit, it's an interview. No. Can you just like rewrite no, the music? Go for it. No, Leave I'm not singing. singing. It's horrible. Come on then. No. Get in the gym and to your car. <laughs> With our advice, you could go far. I don't even know the words. What's the next? What comes next? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Somebody about fucking things up. We fuck things up. We make mistakes. Um. Talk, do talk we talk about, about sexy, sexy dates? dates? Sexy dates, yeah. I, I don't know the words. Hard for this to rhyme. <laughs> Just as well, because my wife fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs>